But, you know, there are a lot of people that are out there, and they're, they're struggling. And they'll listen to one preacher, and he'll tell them that you're saved. And another preacher will come along and says, nah, if you do that, you're not saved. And they get all confused. And uh, wouldn't it be great if all the preachers said exactly the same thing? And if you read the Bible, now, salvation is either by grace or it's by works, but it can't be both ways. It's either free or you have to earn it. But you can't say it's free, and then you have to do all this. No, no, no. It's either free or there is no salvation. So the Bible tells us something that's wonderful, and we can know that we have eternal life. And so I want you to do me a favor. Turn in your Bible to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. I'm going to confuse you at first. But by the time I get through, I'm hoping, hoping I can straighten it all out. i got to create a problem, and then I want to produce a, a, a solution. That sounds right, don't it? At least I'm telling you what I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you what I done told you. So in the book of Luke chapter 10, I want you to look there with me in verse 17. Verse 17. Now the Lord had sent out about 70 people to do some door-to-door uh, -door visitation, various cities. They came back in verse 17, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. He said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, look in verse 20. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but underline this in your Bible, because this is a very important verse. But rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. If my name is written in heaven, does that mean I'm going there? It means I got a reservation? But doesn't the Bible say somewhere that he'll blot your name out of the book? Oh. So now you're going to have a problem. Rejoice because your name's written there. You know what I thought about doing one of these days? You know, they do it down here all the time. I want to hack into this book that God has. Make sure my name is there. And while I'm there, I'll check on yours, all right? Want me to check and see if your name's written there? Wouldn't it be a shame if I can't find your name in there? But mine's all over the place. But he does say, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So it means evidently that not everybody's name is written in heaven. So um, what's going on? Take your Bible and turn to the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus in chapter 32. Way back there in the Old Testament, in Exodus in chapter 32. Now Moses, you know, had gone upon the mount. God had given him the, the law. And he came down and the people had done really messed up bad. They had done broke all the laws. And so when Moses saw them, he got mad and he broke all of them too. So he had to go back up the mountain and get him another set. But it says in chapter 32, and look there in verse 28, And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. So because of the sin of the people, when God gave the law, 3,000 died. Now when you read the New Testament in chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, about 3,000 were saved. You know, there's a lot of difference between dying and being saved. 
I'm, I'm going to heaven because I have been saved. And I know that I have eternal life. I know that I'm going to heaven. And I know that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I don't have a doubt about it. Don't question it one iota. But what, 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 look at this. Look what he says down in verse 30. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have sinned a great sin. Now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Whew. Now wait a minute. If you're not going to forgive them, blot my name out of your book. Well, now, it means your name can be blotted out of the book? He wrote your name and rejoiced your name's written, and now he's going to blot your name out, maybe? Look what he says in verse 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Okay, now how many people does that represent? Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Hmm. And you think your name is written in heaven. Rejoice! But when he talks about, I'm going to blot your name out of the book, whosoever has sinned against me. You say, well, how do, how do I know that's not me? You see, there is a way to get very confused in the Bible. And sometimes it seems like God's given it to you, and then it seems like He's taken it away. You know, like insurance policies. You think it gave it to you, and the little print took it away. Surprise, surprise, you're not covered. But you can keep your health insurance. <laughs> Period. But anyway, that's another sermon for another day. Turn in your Bible now to the book of Genesis in chapter 5. Genesis and chapter 5. So we do know that you're to rejoice because your name's written in heaven. But then the Lord turns around and says, if you sin, I'm going to take your name out. So there has to be an explanation. And you know there has to be a good explanation for this. But I just had somebody who has contacted me this week who has a problem with this. So I had to answer his problem. So I thought, you know, there might be somebody else that's got the same question. And generally there are. Because there's some people say you can be saved today and lost tomorrow. So we have to try to figure out a way to solve this problem. Because we don't believe the Bible contradicts itself. So can I know for sure I'm going to heaven or can I not? Now, notice what he says here. In chapter 5 of the book of Genesis, and look in verse 1, where it says, This is the book of the generation of Adam. In the day that God created him, the likeness of God made he him, and so forth. And he lived so many years, and down in verse 5, and he died. And then you read there in verse 8, And all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. And down in verse 11, and he died. And verse 14, and he died. And... All these guys keep dying. It don't matter how long they lived, they all died. But it says this is the book of the generation of Adam. All those people that are born into the world, I believe your name is in the, the book 
that God calls my book. I believe there's another book, and it's called the Lamb's Book. There's God's book and the Lamb's book. When you're born into the world, you're in the land of the living. And your name is written in the book of the living. And God, your creator, keeps a record of everything you say, think, and do. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that scary? But the Bible says that um, there is a book. And God keeps the books on every individual. I still think I can hack into this book. But the Bible makes this statement. This is the book of the generation of Adam. See, when you're born into this world, you have a flesh birth. Your flesh birth. You are a child of the flesh. And you are born with a sinful nature. And because of a sinful nature... We sin, and because we sin, we die. So that's the first birth. So God has a book on all of those that are in this world, ever born. And I believe this is what he's talking about. Now go back there to the book of Matthew in chapter 1. Matthew and chapter 1. There may be a better way of explaining this, but it's... Um, kind of clear in my mind, so that's the only thing I can do is tell you what's clear in my mind. I don't know somebody else's. But now you'll notice in the book of Matthew, once in the Old Testament, first book, the New Testament, first book. And here it says in verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. And as you go all the way down through here, and you see all these so-and-so begat so-and-so, and so-and-so begat so-and-so, and so-and-so forgot so-and-so, and everybody forgot everybody else. You have all of these forgots, but there's no deaths recorded, because this is a different book. There is another book. So the Bible says that one day God's going to open up the books, and so you're going to get a chance to see all these books. Now I'm turning your Bible to the book of Revelation, chapter 3. The book of Revelation and chapter 3. Now we'll just look at a, a few things to try to get a, a fairly good idea. But in the book of Revelation in chapter 3, there's a verse that's mentioned here, verse 5. And it, this is what it says. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. And this is what it says. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. So you see, now the book of life, I believe, is different from the book of the living. Because the book of the living, your name can be blotted out. But in the book of life, it cannot be blotted out. You see, when we're born into this world, we have a sinful nature. Because we all sin, we all die. So there's coming a time when God is going to close the books. And all those who have never trusted Christ as their Savior, well, they will spend an eternity separated from God in a literal fire-burning hell. Now, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, when you trusted Him, if you have, your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's the book of eternal life. So when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you see, you have a new birth. This new birth is born of God. 
This new birth of mine, born of God, doesn't have a sinful nature because I'm born of God, and God doesn't have a sinful nature. This one is not born of the flesh. This one is the flesh. This was a different birth. So when you trusted Christ, you got a new birth, and this new birth has a new nature, and a new nature that's holy and cannot sin. It's a divine nature. If it cannot sin, it cannot die. If it cannot die, how long would it live? Forever. So you have two different ones. This one can die. This one can never die. So your name can never be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. But you are going to die, and God says you're going to lay the axe to the root of the tree and cut down every tree that does not bring forth the righteousness, which is the perfection that God's looking for. So that's why every man has sinned, and every man will die. So look here in Revelation chapter 3, where it says, And I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. So our name is in the book, and this is what he's going to profess. Now, get this. In the first part of the verse, it makes this statement. He that overcometh. Okay, now that means I've got to deserve. I've got to overcome. Well, turn in your Bible to 1 John chapter 5. Just turn to your left a few pages to 1 John and chapter 5. And look there in verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And get what he says here in verse 4. For whatsoever, get this, is born of God, that's the new birth, overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That means you believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord who came in the flesh in order to pay for your sins, came back from the dead, and you believe he did that for you. When you believe that, that what he did was for you, his victory, his righteousness, his perfection is given to you. And you get to go to heaven on what he did. He overcame the temptations of the world and every trial. He overcame sin and overcame death and overcame the grave. And his victory is given to you as a gift, free. So you have overcome because you're in Christ. And that's why you will walk in white. And that's why your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Because you overcame in Christ because he did it for you. And once that is done, God gives to you this wonderful free gift of everlasting life. Now, look there in the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians, just turn to your left, a few pages, the book of Philippians, and look there in chapter 4. Chapter 4. And you'll notice there is a verse in verse 3. That says, and I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers. And you ought to underline this statement, whose names are in the book of life. But when he refers to the book of life, he's talking about believers. It is the believer whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's a totally different book. 
And that's why your name cannot be blotted out of the book of life. Now, in the book of the living, you've got a problem. But God tells us what's going to happen and when that's going to take place. So look here in Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. You see why you need a Bible here at this church? We want you to read the Bible. Now, wouldn't it be a shame if you didn't know where chapter 13 was of the book of Revelation? Revelation is the last book in the Bible, but if you turn it upside down, it'll be the first book in the Bible. All right? Revelation chapter 13. Look what he says in verse 8. Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are, and you ought to get this, not written in the book of life. So there are people whose names are not written in the book of life. But there are people whose names are written in the book of life. Say, well, why is that so important? You better get it in the right book. And I'll show you why in just a minute. So he says there's those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. How do you know if yours is or not? You say, why is that so important? Well, because there's a destiny ahead of us. There's a place called heaven, and there's a place called hell. Those who have trusted Christ as Savior and their names are in the Lamb's book of life, those are the ones that get to go to heaven. Those are the ones that will be in the new heavens and the new earth. Those are the ones that's going to be in the holy city. But if your name is not found in the Lamb's book of life, you do not get in. You don't get in. So when should you try to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? You think, you think now would be a good time? If you wait till it's too late, it's too late. If you wait till you die, it's too late. You only have this period of time that you have to live to make that decision. And nobody can make it for you. You can't say, hey, Mom, uh, take care of that for me. Sometimes I'm going to fly here and I'm going to fly there and something like that. I tell Betty Hunt, make me a reservation. She can't make this one for me. Nobody can make this one for you because it is a personal thing. And that's why it is so important. Look there in chapter 17. Chapter 17. Chapter 17. And look in verse 8. Look in verse 8. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. You see, from the foundations of the world, I believe that your names are in the book of living, but your name's not in the Lamb's book of life until you believe, until you trust Christ as your Savior. You see, it's not something that God looks down through that long telescope of time and he says, I'm going to save you, and I'm going to save you, and save you, and I'm going to put your names down in the boat. No, 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 no. He says that God has already predetermined before the foundations of the world to save all of those that will believe. And it is your choice to believe. And if you'll believe that what Christ did on the cross was for you, he will put that payment that he made to your account. And you get to go to heaven on what he did. When you trust Christ as your Savior... 
You have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Why? Because that's when you were born. I was born into God's family. September, I think it was the 17th, but it was on a Friday night of 1960, a couple of years ago. And I knew that night when I was 18 years old and I trusted Christ as my Savior, my name was written in the Lamb's book of life. I was born into God's family. So your name cannot be written in the Lamb's book of life unless you have been born into His family. And the way you get to be born into His family is by you personally accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. And as many as received Him, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God, the child of God, when you received Christ. Your name can't be written ahead of time. It's written when you believe on Christ. So if you do not trust Christ as your Savior, before you die, it is everlasting too late. It can never be done in the future. So that's why it's so important for every person to remember. Go to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation in chapter 20. And look there in verse 12. In verse 12, there's an interesting verse here. He says, and I saw, this is the end of time. This is at the great white throne judgment. You know, you always hear about it's appointed unto every man and wants to die. And after this, the judgment. This is what he's talking about. It's called the great white throne judgment. Where God and you are going to have a confrontation. You have an appointment. And I guarantee you, everybody will make it. So he says in verse 12, and I saw the throne or the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. The books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. So you know that the book of life is separate from the other books. You, you know what I was going to do this morning? I, I didn't have time to do it, but I was going to. I thought about it. I was going to have, when you stand before God and He opens up the book, and He has, you know, a page of all of your good deeds... And then I was going to have a scroll that I was going to drop and it's going to roll all the way down the aisle of all of your bad deeds. Would that have been good? Shouldn't I have done that? But I just tried to paint a picture so you could see it. But anyway, there is a judgment coming. And he makes this statement, which is the book of life. And get this, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to the works. See, when you're born into the world, everything you've ever done, you're judged according to your works. Whether it's the thoughts, the deeds, the words, even the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 12, even your very words said in jest, everything recorded. Hmm. And God has it all down. And He says that every man that's lost that never trusted Christ as Savior, will have their day in court, a court of divine justice. You may get away with a lot of things down here, but with God, you don't get away with anything. You say, well, I, got, I did this and this and this and this, got away with it. No, you didn't. It ain't over. It ain't over yet. So God says He's going to open up the books, and there's this book of the living where you are going to be judged out of those things which are written in the books. And in verse 13, 
And the sea gave up the dead, which were in it, death and hell. Death is the bodies. Hell is the soul. If you were lost, let's say you never trusted Christ as Savior, all right, your body goes to the grave. The real nut's gone. <laughs> That's just a shell. No, but he goes to a place called hell, a place of torment. And then at this judgment, the bodies are going to come out of the sea. They're going to come out of the grave, wherever they are. And God says he's going to bring the souls, and they're going to be reunited and stand at this judgment. And he says this. In the last part of verse 13, And they were judged, every man, according to their works. So that's why there's a book. And that's why they're judged out of the books. So evidently, somebody is keeping tabs, whether you like it or you don't like it. Now, we can cut this out of the Bible if you want. Go home and just cut out all the things you don't believe. But it's in there. And look what he says down in verse 14. And death and hell were cast where? Into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So everyone who is judged because of this book, according to your works, is for those who have not trusted Christ as their Savior. And they will be cast into the lake of fire. Look at the next verse. In verse 15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So everyone whose names are not in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So the only way to get your name written in the Lamb's book of life is you must be born into His family. Now, I've got three kids. I've got five grandkids and one great-grandkid. But they've been born in my family, my kids. Now, you can't unborn them. I tried. None of them. <laughs> so when they're good, they're mine, and when they're bad, they're Betty's. No, when you're born into God's family, you're His child. God becomes your father. He is not your father unless you are His child, and that's only by a new birth. That's why Jesus said when He came, you must be born again. So that's when you accepted Christ as your Savior, and you have as a free gift everlasting life. And that's the best news in all the world.